Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for taking the trip across town, given the situation that happened at the weekend. I'm glad Tom Fowler got that out. And thank you for CB for allowing us to come here and do this last minute. Um, and thank all of you for being here tonight. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, so for presentation for staff, so everyone knows in the room who is here. So we have Gabriel Elliott, who is our planning director for the county. So we'll be leading most of the conversation tonight and going through the presentation. We also here have um, Doug Oliver, who is the head of building for the county. Um, we also have CCWD in the room. We've got a couple of employees. We've got the GM, uh, Mike Meekler, and our director, Wes Thomas. So thank you for being here tonight. We also have our former um, District 4 Planning Commissioner, Kelly, in the back, too. So thank you, Kelly, for coming out. So the purpose of tonight is to go over what uh, the public comments for the last month and a half of um, the Copper Community Plan. Um, and they were going to walk through what that's going to look like. Because since the last time many of you have participated, and I think a lot of you in this room have participated over the last, what, three decades or more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has changed a little bit because since that time we now have a general plan. Um, and so Gabriel is going to walk through what that now looks like um, and with the adoption of the general plan and what um, steps are going to take place next with the Carver Community Plan. This plan is the last of the community plan that was set by the priority of the Board of Supervisors prior to me coming on board and it has been, it has been adopted through a strategic plan. So Board of Supervisors as an entirety want to see this completed. So your input is really vital, not just for me, but then for board members as well um, through this process. Um, and what are going to be the next steps? So today, there's been a lot of um, input over the last month and a half online. Now we're going to go through that. And then next step, we'll give you a we'll review the comments. And tonight, you'll have opportunities on each of the board to continue to write comments. Um, and then we'll come back at a later date with a final draft for everyone to look at um, and review. And I'm going to turn it over to Gabriel at this point so he can go into more details about uh, what's going to happen next with participation. Uh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to this community uh, townhouse meeting. When I came on board a little bit over a year ago, one of the things that I was beset with is the several hundreds of pages of community plans for Copperopolis. Uh, that plan, I think, began well, about 2005. I saw Kevin Wooster's name on one document. It goes back way back when, and a couple of other people. Uh, and whatever happened to that plan, it never got to be implemented. That plan was stopped uh, abruptly. In the interim, the county adopted a general plan. And part of that general plan, the county also included community plans for other communities outside of Copperopolis. So we have a situation where we have a general plan that has a map of the Copperopolis community plan area, but without a document. 
So, and when we began this process, we sent out notices to everyone, or at least to as many people as I was able to receive them, seeking input as to what do we want this community plan to look like based on the structure that we currently have with some of the other community plans. Now, one thing that I found to be uniform is the uh, community description. Uh, you know, I like some of the uh, some of the history that was brought into the community plan, and then uh, some of the different aspects of the plan, uh, goals and objectives, and so on and so forth. So we're going to try to go through that this evening. Um, the question has been asked earlier: Do we have? a community plan and the answer is no we don't we're trying to build one together so um, as we go through this uh, this um, meeting this evening I will be doing some live editing on some of these documents based on comments received uh, I'm going to need two volunteers to be stationed at the um, one uh, either end of the room uh, so to write uh, comments, or if individual persons would rather write comments on on the on the on the easel, uh, not a part of the easel, that would be fine too. Because I'm going to take all that document, anything written on there, and I'm going to try to incorporate it into this into this community plan. Now I received quite a uh, quite a lot of comments actually, yeah, and most of them were actually very very productive. Some were very detailed. Uh, and one thing I did tell um, our supervisor Pollendorf is that this has to be a community effort. It has to be a combined effort of the different elements of this community. So to that extent, uh, the plan is live and open. Uh, nothing is cast in stone yet. We are at the beginning stages of putting one together. And if you were a member of any of the groups that actually did the initial community plan, would you raise your hand, anybody in here? One, two, three, four, five. Kelly, are you, were you one of them, original writers of the community plan? I was not an official member of the latest from the first group that put okay. together a draft. I was a member of the last one that we didn't produce anything. Right, right. Very good. So um, from from the history, from what I've read, it seemed like that plan took a lot of planning to put together. It took a lot of meetings to put together. And I could feel the, 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 the community effort behind it. I, I, I could feel that people considered it to be a very, very important piece. Now, I have to let you know, though, that the community plan is not a specific plan, which is this community plan does not replace the county's zoning ordinance. Uh, the county zoning ordinance still is a county zoning ordinance, but we can include as much important information in our community plan, especially when we, when we talk about goals and objectives, what would we like to see, what is the vision uh, of, of this community plan, what is the vision of this community that you would like to be emblazoned in the community plan. So those, those elements of it uh, would, be, would be very much uh, uh, useful for the exercise we're about to go through. So without much ado, uh, I'm going to try to go into some of the language that I've received so far as far as 
uh, the location and description, and I'm using the format that currently exists in the county general plan for other community plans. So uh, it, it begins with uh, location and community description, and then it goes into community vision. And the vision aspect of it is where I would like to get some of the uh, input from those who have actually been part of the original plan and those who are currently uh, have currently sent me comments uh, to have included uh, in the community plan itself. So, um, is there a stand? But I'm going to uh, set the microphone down. Actually, I'm going to take it with me if the call is long enough and uh, try to uh, try to sit here and, and, and do some uh, typing at the same time if possible. <laughs> so, um, regarding location and community description, uh, the Copper Rock Community Plan Area encompasses approximately 39 square miles and is located north of and it is into Lake Tarlock with Roberts Ferry Road and Highway 4 serving as a primary transportation route. Now, this comes directly from some of the older documents, and I don't think there's any argument. Uh, we can add to this statement, or we can take this statement and move on. Um, uh, the community plan uh, area extends from Diamond Double X subdivision north of Highway 4 south. It just kind of gives us a description of what some of these communities are that actually make up the plan. Um, it talks about the, the, the water bodies uh, within the community plan itself. Uh, and then it talks about Copperopolis uh, being an agricultural land primarily used for uh, cattle grazing and certain mining activities prior to the 1950s, and so on and so forth. So uh, this is just straightforward information uh, that we can add on to or, or, take, or take away from. And then it talks about uh, physical description of the planning area. This comes from a combination of comments received from from uh, several people and if there's any discrepancy in here we can go ahead and, and amend it um the history part of it i i i think it's really uh, important for us to kind of go back and build into the the, the, the prehistoric period of Copperopolis and talk about that the, the natives uh, that were here at that time, because every time we do a dig, they're not very far away. You, you would find artifacts and things like that um, as we do excavation exercises uh, throughout the community. Um, and then it you know, talks about the, uh, the, the European settlers uh, in the 1860s, uh, you know, Copperopolis, um, it is a very important uh, point uh, in fact, the um, the armor itself, uh, which uh, we were earlier this evening, uh, is a very important part of, of our nation's history, and we are we're very very fortunate to have a place like the armory actually in in Copperopolis. And um, so, uh, you know, still a lot of uh, history. Uh, we cannot talk about uh, Copperopolis without talking about Lake Tahoe. Um, it is just very obvious that it is one of those attractions. Um, well, thank you for your advice. 
So it is one of those um, uh, really important attractions. And we kind of talk about um, you know Lake Tahoe, the capacity, Trident, and what they do, and, and things of that nature. Um, and then this is the part where I think we're going to start to get um, diversity of opinion, and this is where I actually welcome um, any um, any uh, any comments, additions, deletions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I took this vision out of a combination of uh, information received from comments, but everybody seems to be um, seems to agree that. The, the most original community, the, the original community vision, vision hasn't changed very much uh, since uh, the plan was, uh, there was an attempt to put the plan together, uh, you know, uh, many decades ago. Um, uh, Copperopolis will remain, uh, will retain its small town atmosphere, preserve its natural beauty, and protect its vast recreational opportunities while embracing diverse housing, commercial, recreational and employment opportunities integrated with the natural resources and open space elements of the community. Lake Tahoe will flourish as a community attraction. It is envisioned that through revitalization efforts, historic Papyropolis will be turned into a vibrant, attractive town center and tourist destination with the town center hosting community events and providing opportunities to serve residents and tourists alike. There are, there are already uh, community events being held um, at, the, at the time center uh, right now. Um, you know, that vision is beginning to be realized as the town center has turned into an attractive town center and tourist destination and is hosting community events and providing opportunities to serve residents and tourists. Copperopolis will remain a nice, um, <coughs> successful, prosperous community with long-term residents who care and new residents who embrace the lifestyle and culture of the area. I think it's very important to emphasize that uh, this is a community that uh, respects the long-term residents. The long-term residents of this community care, but at the same time, we welcome new residents who embrace the lifestyle and culture of the area. Um, when we get into some of the other parts of, of this document, uh, we're going to begin to see some of the uh, 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 goals and objectives which would lead one to believe that there are certain elements that are coming into this community that don't wholly buy into that particular lifestyle because they don't really, they don't really understand or know. Uh, Copperopolis will continue to enrich the generation next generation through participation in groups like 4-H and Future Partners of America. I received a comment about motorized and non-motorized vehicles and I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to make sure that I respected that particular point of view uh, because as we move forward uh, when we talk about circulation and things of that nature we need to be able to understand that we also want to encourage non-motorized vehicles in certain parts where they are appropriate and where there's suitable infrastructure for them. Not that we introduce motorized vehicles into every aspect of the community, but 
where it is appropriate, we're going to have motorized vehicles, we're going to have non-motorized vehicles so that everybody uh, can enjoy what Copperopolis has to offer. Uh, so the, the fragrant wish of the community is that people who visit Copperopolis live with the impression that it is a beautiful place and a friendly town where all are welcome. Now, I want feedback on this uh, portion of the document, which is the vision portion. Is there something that we would like to add? Is there something that's missing out of this? Uh, do we have too much information or do we have too little information? And anybody who wants to speak, I can extend the microphone to you guys. Yes, uh, Gabriel, I can talk without the microphone. Okay, thank um, you. I, I, you probably know that uh, I was the chair of the Copper Office Community Plan Advisory Committee for going on nine, eight or nine years. Uh, and slogged through this with hundreds of people involved. We spent $50,000 in the process, 40000 provided by a grant from the Great Valley Center in, in, uh, in Central Valley. And, and that brings up my first point, not on this vision, but our elevation couldn't have been, uh, first thing that I was asked when I went to ask for the, the grant was what is the elevation of Copperopolis? Is it higher than a thousand feet? And I said, no, it's 700 feet. And, and the elevation of the lake is 510. Yeah. So that has to be corrected. It's very important that the Lake Tullock is focused upon uh, and and that that's the, the mean elevation or the, the, the minimum elevation of Copper Office. And it does go up to uh, Town Mountain in 2000 or so. But I'm really very pleased that it seems to me that you have used the original vision statement that we came up with back in 2000. Uh, I think it was a year 2000. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, the armory with 150. 2001. 2001. Okay, but that's when that's when we handed in the, the, the document. But I, I will never forget that there out of 150 people in the room, there were two ladies that came up with by far the, the, the best recommendation for the vision of Copperopolis, and essentially what you've said here: that Copperopolis should continue to be a nice rural community where everybody likes what they see and they go away with a good impression if, if they're coming coming through our our uh, let me digress a little bit more our group was uh, the, the plan that we came up with crit was criticized in the beginning because people thought that we were advocating that copperopolis grow to forty thousand people and that, that was never the, the intent if you go back to where you said that, that the area of Copperopolis is 39 square miles, if you look at the, the ground plan of city of Modesto, where I was born, there's 200,000 people living in 39 square miles there, and, and we were scared to death that that same thing might happen here. And so we incorporated into the plan that, that we would hope that future members of the boards of supervisors would, would only entertain applications that overall would would produce a density of about a, a half a house per acre over the whole 39 square miles and that would produce a maximum population of 40,000 people and it, it, I don't know, it, it really 
upset me when people pointed at me and said, what do you mean that you want Cop Robinson to be 45? I grew up in Venezuela, I, I don't like to go there anymore. Yeah. I really do not. I mean, as a matter of point, uh, the, the county's population, the entire county's population right now is about 45,000. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that, that's soaking wet for yeah. you. So, yeah. so, no figure. Uh, Copperopolis will, will, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, just, I just don't see that happening because, because of a lot of different factors. One between lifestyle, you know, we have a lot of uh, uh, vacant land that in conservation uh, that would never get developed and, and rightfully so. So, uh, and I don't see that changing anytime soon because there are benefits to to have your to have your property in conservation and, and so on and so forth. But the, the fact that there, the, that three thousand acres has been put in the conservation easement helps with that that arithmetic that we were hoping to achieve. Absolutely, was with this group. Absolutely. Not a problem. I'll stop talking in just a second. But I, I want to. Uh, see how you could consider weaving into your document some consideration of uh, the the pathway from Alburns Ferry to the west shore of New Maloney's. We fought for that. We made trips to Washington D.C. with the, the Bureau of, of uh, Reclamation and the Department of Interior, and and they they were in the process of doing their uh, forty. 50 year recreation management plan update and we got them to, to just crack the door open and it says in their document that they filed back years and years ago that, that they couldn't afford to fund a, a facility like that. They, they said that there was an effort to put that pathway and facilities over there on the west door. But they, they did not say we oppose it. They said that they cannot um, that you can't fund it. Now, I, I don't know, it's one of my big disappointments in getting elected to the Board of Supervisors was that it is immediately upon putting the, the plan at the table of the Board of Supervisors, they shut it down and said, we can't, we can't do this. And we don't have enough money to, to do the planning for this. And, and, and that resulted in all of us essentially wasting our time for close to 10 years and that weighs heavily on me and i couldn't do anything about it i thought that, that i would have to get elected to be on the board of supervisors so that i can implement the plan but it, I, the door was shut okay getting back to the pathway to new Malone. lake tulloch is not accessible to just a, a fairly small percentage of the people that live in copper office in a way, that's that's a, a, a good thing because if any more people were using it on a weekend, you could walk from boat to boat. So we've got 1,200 acres of surface area in Lake Tulloch. We have 12,000 surface areas in, in New Malones, and a, a three and a half mile road could give access to the people from Copperopolis to that larger recreational facility. So, and we had a, a willing property owner, Dr. Morrissey and his, his wife, they, they said, we'll, we'll give you access across there, but we've got some property on the Burnsbury Road we'd like to do something with commercially. You know, we, we, something that we could use there, but the county turned their back on them. They've turned their back on them for close to 20 years. Yeah. And it's such a shame. We work. work so hard to try to get 
get things done. And I don't know what happens. Um, I, I can point a, a little bit. When I got defeated for my re-election bid, um, there, there was a guy whose uh, name I can't remember said something like, like Spildorf or something. <laughs> but anyhow, he was, he represented this area for, you might say, 10 minutes, and then they redistricted, and then Tom Tryon became the representative, and he was not, he, he didn't know anybody here. He, he was an Angel Camp guy. And then Debbie Ponte, essentially was the same thing. Fortunately, we, we've got Amanda Quallendorf, who I perceive as being extremely focused and, and interested in Copperopolis, and I really want to acknowledge the interaction that I've had with her. I, I think that that uh, she will do a good job for us. But let's let's um, acknowledge some of the stumbling that we've, we've done, and let's resolve together to, to reward the people, the hundreds of people that were involved in these various attempts at the community plan, and God, just, let, let's ha have something happen. If, if I can, um, I, I would contribute what limited funds that I have toward the construction of that road. And at, at the time that we that seemed like that, that was achievable, Castle and Cook said, we'll put $1,000 on every house that we build to make a contribution toward that funding of that road. Probably the, the cost of the road has gone up three times since we first talked about it. But it's still achievable. I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, that are collected on both fees, relicensing fees, that are specifically collected to build facilities. So anyway, I'm sorry I took so long, but I had to get it off my chest. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. So a couple of comments and questions. One question is, as we were, I looked at two of the completed community plans that are on the planning website, and it talks about history and community vision, but it doesn't go into um, specific areas such as uh, recreation, vision, <laughs> community plan, which would be an appropriate place to document a lot of the ideals, energy, and work that's gone into, for example, the Road to Polonis plan. Um, A, does this community plan provide such a place for topic-specific ideas and, and wants absolutely and as we as we move down as we move down the document you would see exactly what i'm talking about but i just want to echo something because when i read and then i have two more questions go ahead, no go ahead <laughs> so when i read the division i had to agree uh with uh with it because it showed uh, it, it said there was a sense of dedication to it. And I, I moved words around a little bit. I, 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 I added uh, additional information that I have received since. But the, the, the body uh, of, the, of the community vision kind of almost remains original. And, and uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with perfection. So uh, kudos to the group that, that started this exercise 
you know, 20 something odd years ago. Uh, and today we are looking at those words and it seemed like it was spoken yesterday. So thank you very much. Um, you have two more, uh, you have two more comments, ma'am? Yes. Um, one is some of us are better at thinking, reviewing, editing, um, when we actually get to read a document and kind of sit with it a little bit, will there be an opportunity for us to take the existing document and spend some time and- Absolutely. Okay. That's the point. And then there will be additional feedback. Yeah, that will be okay. additional meetings that incorporates whatever um, uh, additional information we've gathered. Up to this point, uh, as I mentioned earlier, as, um, uh, the supervisor mentioned earlier, we, did, we received quite uh, a, a lot of a lot of comments. Uh, some of it was substantial uh, and substantive, um, uh, and uh, they are reflected in one way, shape, or form as we kind of move along uh, with this uh, with this document. Um, as far as the uh, the, the, the road issue, um, CV developers, um, do you want to make any comment on, 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 on any of the uh, statements made? Connect the road. We, we're pretty aware of it. We spent a lot of time with Russ on it. Okay. It's uh, something that would require a lot of different people getting involved with, including the government officials. Absolutely. I, it, it is something that I think it's also a priority of the supervisor. So, um, so can I make a comment on what Russ said about moving the people from Copperopolis up? You know, it would be a way for people from Copperopolis to get to the Illinois. It's a, it's a way from everybody from the valley to right. get to Copperopolis. Right. And um, in the last 20, 25 years, the O'Burns Ferry Road has become horribly inundated with people going back and forth between Highway 108 mm -hmm. and 4. It is Horrible. It's dangerous. Uh, there's one bridge, and at that bridge where there's an accident, there was the other day. Um, you know, so it's not just the people up here getting to a bigger lake where they can right. recreate that's more conducive, that has lawn ramps, that has recreation, that has campgrounds, um, that has all the services. Uh, it, it's for everybody to get to. Very good. Very good. Gabriel. Oh, can I jump back to that comment? Yes, <laughs> Go back to the vision page. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say that if you weren't a volunteer for taking notes. There's Please. something you need written down. Just fine. Let me uh, know what you want me to write down. On okay, table. so uh, make some points. Uh, you have a um, black or red, and then you can just, uh, whatever it is, just write it down for me. And uh, so we want to go back to the vision page. Right, just a couple of words. The first statement says, uh, refers to Copperopolis and its small town atmosphere. Um, the term that I actually hear more amongst residents and those of us who often talk about where Copperopolis is going is a rural atmosphere versus small town. I'm not even sure we have a town. Is that old town? Is it? Town Square is it IGA and where where is our small town? Absolutely. Okay. Right. Very good. So we want to uh, we'll, uh, let me see. So we want to uh small. I'm sorry. Some small. 
We're thinking rural community as opposed to an atmosphere. Okay, rural community. Yeah. Community is where we live. There you go. Okay, so we're saying we don't need to ask for rural community. Okay, we will describe the thing with this to make rural community work with. Yeah, you can pretty it up. Yeah. If you go to the second paragraph, second. Uh, one, two, third line. Yes. That vision is beginning to be realized as the Cottonmouth Town Center is turned into an attractive town center. Uh -huh. Are you referring to the town square? Yes. So, town square. Many, many residents in Copperopolis refer to it as the town square. Okay. Um, I guess legally. Is that correct? As called? the town square. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Copper Valley owners refer to it as something different. So they started as a square and then changed to center. Okay. Oh, is it the town center now? That's square. 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 So whatever, whatever the legal name is yeah. of that yeah. area yeah. Yeah. is probably what it should be. Okay. Very good. Okay. Very good. It's a little bit different. Yeah, in the town square. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Two different areas. Okay, so we get. It sounds like it's the same area. They're two different areas. And the square is private property. And it's supposed to be private property. Actually, technically, it's called the town square at Copper Valley. So, what should I have meant? That's an important point that it is right the only way to find the as the okay right okay so Doug are you uh are you uh notes taking notes all right thank you uh any any additional comments second line says town center Second line is town center. Right. Okay. Uh, there are two separate. We have historic Copperopolis and then we have the town square, and they're not one and the same. So I need to go back and try to. Um, what do you consider the town center? That's that. I think yeah, that's one of the same thing. They're one of the same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The square and the center are the same. Very good. I'll, I'll make edits as necessary. Very good. All right. Anything else? Well, I think there's a historic area, yes. and then and we have the, a new town square. Right, it needs to be different. Square, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, they both contribute. Um, the old, the old town, Copper Rogers contributes contributes more to the history 
the, the previous location we went was the old uh, armory. Yes. And uh, you had the old corner saloon. Right. Which is a historical place. Right. And uh, so we need to uh, to incorporate both of those centers, commercial yes. centers, in proper wording. Okay. I just highlight that entire paragraph and then it's called Copper Valley now. The golf course is also a visitor. This is what right. I think I have some information on the golf course that I can incorporate. That's a very valuable thing and for the future and we can show a preliminary uh, plan of some sort indicating uh, the intention of uh, developing that. Uh, and there may be enough money developed with the commercial aspect of that to pay for the new bridge. We need a new bridge or, uh, to replace the Burnsburg Road Bridge, okay. which is dangerous. Yeah, I think we can put that uh, under our goals and objectives. Yeah, we don't know what's down below. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, up the other one more paragraph. We mentioned something about bike paths and walking paths and such. I think that's a great idea. One of the other things I would like to see is some type of park in the community. Right now we have the Black Creek Park, which is a private park by Kiva Associates, and it can't be used by other people. There's no other park in Copperopolis where high grandkids and other kids can go to enjoy the outdoors and such. Okay. So I would like to see something envisioned in the Okay, very good. Uh, again, as we as we move as we move uh, through this document, you would find some of these things. Uh, but as far as incorporating it into the vision, uh, I think it's a good idea as well. So um, if uh, any other uh, uh, so going into the community goals, and if you have any additional suggestions, uh, please uh, let me know. Uh, we'll uh, we'll try and talk. I have, I have a question. Yes. Who who in the community? This is a community planning document, right? Or a community vision. Yeah. Who who speaks for the community? Anybody and everybody. So are you? Are we going to vote on this? So what happens is when we agree on the language of, of this community no, plan. Well, okay, let, me, let me interrupt you just right there. Who who agrees to the language? The planning committee? I mean the planning commission? The, no, the no, planning no, department? The planning commission approves the document and makes a recommendation to the voters and advisors 
who then adopts the community plan into the general plan. Okay, so if there's, let's hypothetically say there, <clears throat> there's a group of, I don't know, what is there, 50 people in this room now, maybe? Um, let's say 25 1A and 25 1B. Who, who, who breaks the tie? Who, who, who makes the call? And what about the other 5,000 people out there that aren't in this meeting? Right. Well, uh, at, the, at the end of the day, uh, the, the, I, I'm not sure if there, is, if there is a way we can actually craft a plan that is going to envision everybody's point of view. We have to find uh, some common ground, and that would be the answer to your question. We find a common ground, 25-1-A, 25-1-B. So what is the common ground? If those two things are on polar extremes to each other, then we have to bring something into the middle. So that's, that's how I'm going to answer that question for you. Doesn't that create a discussion? But see, that, that, that doesn't really answer the question. I, if this is the community plan, the community as a whole needs to at least be a, one, be aware, and two, um, at least have an opportunity to comment or and and based on just the existence of this meeting up here at Saddle Creek, the, the communication um, is lacking. And do, you, so do, you know, do you know why we're here today? Because we were supposed to be at the armory and there was a fire behind that building. So we had to move the meeting. No, no, no. I, I don't have a problem that the meeting was moved. I have a my question is more about the fact that I suspect a lot of people, myself included, did not know the meeting was moved. I went to yeah. the I went to the armory and somebody was posting a note on me. That would be me. Wait, wait, okay. okay. But but it was a last minute it was a last absolutely last minute thing. I, I, okay, I, I'm fine with that. I, I'm just saying that when this plan gets developed, there's gotta be a better way to disseminate the information or the the possibility of this document and approval and and solicit input that's that's all and that, that so going back to what i said earlier that is what this part of this process is so we've been doing a lot of online comment so that way we could get to this point today in person to start going through this collect more comments it will go through more public comment period before it goes to the planning commission which then again another public comment opportunity period but and then depending on that and then it'll go to the board of supervisors for final adoption i think what jack is saying is how do we get everybody or at least more than 50 people to be aware that this is going on i I'm pretty active in our community, but I'm also a county employee who, uh, and I subscribe to the planning commission uh, notices. So that's how I found out about it. If I wasn't on the community, on the county website regularly, and happened to bump into it, I wouldn't have known. So if you feel that you guys think this is going to be adopted tomorrow, if not, this is a monthly, this is going to be months in progress. So I think that if there's this concern that we're going to be going to the Board of Supervisors next month to adopt it, that's not happening. 
This is the first step of the public comment to get everybody out and about, as well as online public comment. So this is not going to be going to the Board of Supervisors until we get the consensus of the community to the best ability, but we're not going to get all the residents to be contributing. It's, and the outreach that has been going on has been through the website, it's been going on the news, Facebook, and, the, and that's the start. We're trying to trigger this to, to this will get bigger. So there is not a timeline that this is going to get adopted tomorrow. So why don't we give a date for the next meeting so as we're all thinking, we're planning ahead. The, what? And that will happen once staff needs to take everything that happened in, the, in this room but and then go through every it. month. So why can't we come up with a month from today we meet or something? That is going to be on with the staff after they collect this to give them work, the work. They need to let me know what their workload is to, to collect and put this together. And then, like I said, there are going to be more meetings that are going to be happening. But setting a deadline right now, prior to staff even hearing what's in this room, is is premature. What would, 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 our job is to notify as many people. There you go. John, uh, is, holding John is holding it up right there. There's if you haven't signed, there's one on that side as well. If you haven't signed, please sign. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. We're doing the very best we can to, to notify every single person who would have an impact on this document. It is your document, and we want your input uh, in this document. Yes, ma'am. Okay, um, in our HOA, when we have a document that is going to be changed or created, we have to put it out for a 28-day review. So when you have this finally put together and you're ready to send it to the Board of Supervisors, I feel that you should send it to all the, the residents of Copperopolis for a 28-day review so that they can see it with a date or a town hall so that they can come and give their comments because you are not going to get enough people with i mean yeah we're all going to sign up because you got us but you're not going to get the, the rest of the residents in Colorado's by word of mouth so i feel that it's not fair to not give everybody in Colorado's the opportunity to see the finished product before it gets submitted and so if you give us the opportunity, you mail it to every resident in Copperopolis, give us a 28-day review, give us a date where we will meet with you and have us give our, our comments, and then you take it under advisement, make whatever changes you agree with, then submit it. But it's not right for you to just meet with 20, 30, 40 people when there's several thousand people in Copperopolis that you're not going to reach. So I, I, I'm thinking of what I need to write down here so that we don't tear it through. <laughs> what I'm hearing uh, is that there, there should be 
more venues to communicate these meetings so that more people can attend. Now, I, I, I understand as, as a department head, I understand that this is very preliminary, which means it hasn't gone to an official comment process. This is the, 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 the ground, we're restarting the groundwork with what was originally provided and Gabriel is, is getting the comments so he can continue to cut back to you guys monthly. What I'm hearing is that we need more people in the room and we need a way to communicate to get people to the room. So what, I'm, I did, what I'd like to write down is, and then I'll come to your point about what if there's an impasse, that I think if I lose a couple of things, it might be helpful. What are helpful communication methods that your community uses more frequently that we can tie into? Are there bulletin boards or, or HOA? Is there an HOA? What's that? Banners. Well, banners, then we, let's see. So this is on the cheap. We can't even have a lot of money. So can we reach out to HOA websites so that we can post we it on our website? We can. Yeah, next okay. door. How about next, next door? door? I think, yeah. Okay. Have we used next door? Right at IGA, right next to yeah. the Okay, so bulletin boards, are there church bulletin boards that we don't know about? Are there, because yeah, yeah, I've been doing a great job of getting the information out in a normal manner. If this many people are showing up, at some point we have to recognize these are the people that have the interest. And then when we go to the planning commission, is it fair to say that there's going to be an official comment period, and if there is an impasse on items or disagreements, those are communicated to planning commission, and they will hear both sides and make a determination on what's most appropriate. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity to talk, as, as they've explained, but if there's venues that aren't being used yet, if you can communicate to us, we can get it, we can get it out there. So it sounds like, sounds, I mean, uh, as I anticipated, we've hit the primary HOA websites and things like that. But if there's more, is next door? If we if we haven't used next door, we can explore that. And if there's anything else as a communication tool, just bring it up, talk to me. I'll put it on the board. Did you put it on the on. county's website? It, it, it is, is on, it, it, it's it's on the county's website. Okay. Yeah. It's on the planning department. Everybody would sign up at the planning department. Put your email down. They're not going to sell it. They want you to be included. I promise you. Anything that goes on planning, whether it's Joe Blow getting a new barn, you will get that email and you could go speak at his barn raising. If you guys are really interested in your heart of hearts and you want to know what you guys do, then get involved and get on the planning commission's website. Give them your email address or a fake email address that you monitor every now and then. Because I get every single thing the county sends out. Everything. And what's the elderly people that don't have Then that's our job as citizens to tell okay. them. Okay. So what I'm gonna write down here is that, you know, anyone who has additional venues they'd like us to like post on a bulletin board or something, let me know. I'll get them on there and we'll see if we can accommodate that. Okay? And then we have the vetting process to claim the commission as a last resort for both of us. Okay, we're gonna have April get going on it. We only have this room. Carlos Allen is giving this room to us for um, only a little bit while longer. So I don't want to be here till 10 o'clock at night with the staff having to clean up after us. So let's get April going here. Uh, thank you very much, Supervisor. So, um, we're kind of getting into the more interesting parts of, of this of this plan 
and we start talking about community goals. Now, this is the part where I think some of the um, uh, early, con early conversations can actually be incorporated into the goals, and the goals come under several headings. The first one being economic development, which I think is important. Then we have aesthetics and community character. We have natural resources. We have traffic and circulation. Uh, we have uh, historic preservation, public safety, community services, housing. So we're going to start from from the top where we talk about um, economic development. Uh, and uh, so one of the goals for economic development is to establish, promote, and enhance commercial development designed to complement character of the appropriate areas of the community. And then we have certain uh, 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 actions that would help us accomplish that particular goal of economic development. Uh, economic development is very important to the county, not just to uh, not just to Copperopolis. And if we look at some of these things um, <coughs> that we are that we've talked about, uh, promoting uh, you know additional TLT, Copperopolis uh, is, is one particular area that has uh, a hotel, uh, albeit a, a, a smaller one, uh, and um, we want to create jobs and and. Um, uh, you know, we want to create additional opportunities for education, uh, uh, internships for the youth, uh, for the community's youth, uh, streamline process for the county to approve and construct facilities that would create employment opportunities and economic development opportunities, invest in education and training programs that will provide residents and young people with the skills and knowledge they get for the jobs for the future. So these are really constructive things in the area of economic development. And I think if we focus more on some of the positive aspects of, of what this plan really has to offer, the more we're gonna get out of it. Uh, it um, we set out, just to touch on some of the earlier comments, uh, there are about 700 people that actually signed up to receive uh, uh, information regarding any kind of planning commission activities. We send that information blast out. We have every homeowners association uh, in, in Copperopolis on our list. Uh, we uh, we uh, do postings uh, on, on uh, social media. We had a posting in a newspaper for this meeting. And this is not really a, a, a decision-making meeting. Well, we sent a notice out in the newspaper. We sent a notice out in the newspaper for adjacent communities. So uh, we are trying to get the word out. Um, uh, and I'm going to push back a little bit on that comment because I think um, we've done a fairly decent job in trying to get information out of people. And um, unfortunately, uh, if we hadn't if we hadn't moved from um, from the armory, perhaps there'd be more people at this meeting this evening. So I'm not going to use this meeting as a yardstick to measure how successful the participation process is going to be. Uh, if there's enough interest uh, in what we're doing, people are going to show up. There's always word of mouth. 
Uh, and uh, but no plan is going to get approved without a consensus of of, of of the members of this community. I'll get to you in a second. And 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 I think the more we focus on what we can accomplish together, I, I think the better we're going to uh, be able to get this document out. Yes, sir. Yeah. I I've lived in this community a long time, and I know over 500 people. Of those 500 people. There's only a small handful that'll come and go through this tedious stuff and be that much interest in it. That's right. So it's probably less than 10%. And to make that even more uh, restrictive, a lot of the people that are property owners don't live here. Right. They come on weekends or summers. And uh, they're not gonna come up during the week to, to review something as complex as this. And so, um, to think that we are somehow going to gather all the people, no way. Uh, we're lucky we have the people we have. And so uh, I want to take my, my uh, hat off to our planning director. You're doing a good job. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I think people have to understand that most people are apathetic. That's nature. They want everything around the miracle. Yeah. And don't want to be really a part of it, but they want to force, they want to tell you about it, but not really work for it. And so you get the people, the same people that come out every meeting, and that's it. You can't make it any better by sending out more mails or anything else. Silly. Well, yeah, I'd like to say uh, this gentleman's correct. Uh, this is a retirement community, and yeah, only you know you may have ten thousand lots, and you have three thousand people. Period. You know, then people yeah, they do come home weekends, they come for the lake, and all that stuff. Um, but what's your on your economic development deal? Is you're proposing uh, allowing a pot farm to go in right across the street from town center, a thousand feet from Highway Four? Okay. Yeah. He's building three and a half acres of pot where you can drive by any all of the tourists are gonna drive by and oh, we can buy pot here. We don't want to be known for that. He's got a hundred and forty something acres. It could be on the other side of his property and no one would know it and no one would give it to him, be honest with you. Okay? He's gonna put it right on highway for it. Okay. And I know all of a bunch of this talking to the guy who approved it from the county, okay? This morning when he gave my final on my building. Don't give okay. it our address too. No, not <laughs> <laughs> but the bottom line is the, the bottom line is you you've given him free reign. He's got his you know, he's over there in twenty acre parcels or whatever the hell it is. He's got hundred and forty acres. It could be somewhere else. He shouldn't be allowed to grow right on the highway, and he shouldn't be allowed to put a, a dispensary on the highway. Totally. We don't want, because that's the next step. Yes. Trust me, that's I, the next I, step. I, 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 I agree with your sentiment, but uh, this is a subject that we need to discuss in a separate meeting, because if we start getting into this No, this is part of our economic goals, okay. and it's not, Okay. What we want for that this is, community. Is, okay, if you read the goals 
of the uh, community plan for economic development. Uh, do you see anything related to marijuana on there? No, it's not on there anywhere. But it's been passed. Okay. How old is how old is this document? This how old is this document, sir? This document. This document is five. When was it passed? This thirty years thirty years ago? Twenty years ago? We are working to pass this document. Okay. So this is the beginning stages. So what happened with the marijuana thing? Those of you who are you residents of this community, you know you knew when the council went through that process. And you had opportunity to make comments at that time. Unfortunately, it is raising its ugly head right now when we're trying to get something constructive moving forward. I am not saying you don't have a point. What I'm saying is that if we focus on this, we take our eyes off what is more important. We're here, we're going to deal with that issue, and we're going to deal with it satisfactorily. Uh, the parties that are involved are, have already, you know, there, there are already meetings, there are meetings currently going on. So that is going to take, that's going to take its course, and we, we're going to get there. But let, let's take this time that we have together and focus on the positive aspects of this plan. I, you know, this plan does not include anything that has to do with marijuana growth. It has nothing to do with, uh, uh, if, if you read it, it talks about transit occupancy, it talks about education and jobs. Uh, you know, uh, there's nothing in here that says, you know, we want to, we want to, uh, we, we want to uh, uh, improve the economic well-being of our community by allowing marijuana to grow uh, anywhere in this plan area. It's not saying that. Can we put in there, we do not want to allow it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, do we write that down? Uh, at least it goes on your notes. Yeah. 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 yeah, Doug, go ahead and do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving along. Write this down, move along. All right. It's hard to circle back to communications after that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just I want to commiserate with my friends in the county a little bit. It may be a shock to, to those in this room to hear that CCWT has also had some community outreach um, mishaps or, or struggles in Copperopolis. Um, it's really hard, you know. We, I know, I know what Gabriel's going through because we try. We we spend a lot of time and effort trying to get the word out, trying to do public outreach, and it doesn't reach everybody, or it doesn't reach people until some people say it's too late to see Ralph out of his head back there. Thank you, Ralph. But what I, I'm going to make a quick plug. There's an organization um, in the Evans Pass area called the Evans Pass Property Owners Coalition. We've talked to the leaders of the HOAs in Copper. We really, really want to encourage the HOA and Copper to form a similar organization. What it is is a, a board members from each of the HOAs form this group. They get together every month. The county is there, CCWD is there, the sheriff is there, the fire is there. All of the agencies that impact their community go to those meetings every month and provide updates and information to the leadership of the HOAs, and the HOAs blast it out to the membership. It is the most effective communication tool in the county it's badly needed in our office. So please tell your HOA reports something like that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll bring that yes, sir. I, I don't know if this is the correct place for it, but one of my concerns back 20 some years ago when I worked on this 
project then, and and it continues to, to, in my opinion, be lacking in the general plan as well. And that's the relationship between new construction and infrastructure. Typically, my experience is that the infrastructure follows the construction. That's the, the horse out of the barn after the door shut. It's got it, and, and I think that under economic development, to make a statement that says the infrastructure will be in place to support new development is what's, what's needed, or words to that effect. Not necessarily those, but, but, but something has to be done to get the infrastructure in place before approving big projects. Uh, let, me, uh, let, me, uh, let me just chime in on that. New development pays for infrastructure. The county is not in a position to have existing infrastructure for people to tie into. So in this community, new development pays for the infrastructure. So if you can't uh, afford the infrastructure, you can't build because we're not, we're not, um, we're not that type of community that has the resources. Uh, this community is so vast. Uh, some of the infrastructure is very old. CCWD is here. Uh, they serve uh, uh, areas of this community. There's still a lot of septic tanks in this community. Uh, you know, I, I think there might be even more septic tanks than there are sewers. So uh, we have to evolve. Once we become a community that evolves to the point where we have stubs for water, sewer, electricity in every street corner, then it will be much easier to attract development to this community. So we have challenges, and that challenge is not unique only to Copperopolis, it is unique to every area of this county. So, big challenge, big challenge for us. But, but uh, agree, I agree it's a big challenge, but approving 2,000 new homes and then saying, oh gee, we don't have enough electricity, we don't have enough water, we don't have enough sewer. Uh, no. That, then it's too late. No, no. We're approving these projects. No, 2,000 homes will not be approved if there's no infrastructure to support it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, can I say something? I've been around a long time. I was in when we were doing this uh, work on this project. And I will say the planning department and the previous, some of the planning department heads, they have screwed up. Um, we asked for. When, when you go in and do a project, the planning staff makes a recommendation. You listen to all these people. Well, on the day use park that Tridam just put in, we asked and made a recommendation that the traffic study that they used was old. We asked for uh, there to be a turn lane. We asked for, the, for that to go in, and the, uh, we basically got the middle finger. And it's gonna be a mess over there. Yeah, exactly. So, I disagree that um, some of the um, the staff at the planning department um, has not listened to to reason and logic and uh, and things that should have gone on. So what I think everybody's missing here is that this process is uh, the general plan is what's above this, and this is a community plan of things that we can do. Um, so we have ten times the people that we had twenty years ago. So if we all uh, work together, I think 
it will help them out and this will go through the process but we all um, have to be educated it's not a wish list you're not going to get uh, coke in the soda mountains like you do at school it's it's things that are going to be logical and make sense um, there has been piss poor planning in this community for decades that's why um, there was no environmental impact report when this whole um, uh, Copper Valley or South Creek went in. Uh, there's no parks. There was infrastructure that was not paid for. There, there's, there's, it's true. All the subdivisions that went in um, at the lake, there was, wasn't planning for uh, a community to have. All the homeowners associations have uh, launch ramps, but they, they don't. Tridam should have put a, a launch ramp in for the people on this side of the lake. There's one on the other side. So there's a lot of things that went wrong because um, uh, there wasn't the knowledge here. And uh, typically, Copperopolis has been the stepchild of this co of this county we're, because we're at the end. Yep. That's all I'm saying. We we have to uh, we have to listen to the good people that are here now and uh, make sure that these projects um, don't get approved without making sure that infrastructure is in and that the developers pay their, their costs to get yeah, sure. it. One of the things I don't see anybody discussing next. is um, the schools and stuff. You're going to be expanding and, and bringing in more people. You've got a little tiny school. Yeah. You know, close up to sixth grade. Everything from seventh grade to high school has to get bused over to Angel's Camp. Right. And that isn't a very big school either. Okay, so let me let me address that and I'll have Mr. Oliver address that as well. When we collect development fees uh, for a project, if one of that goes to the school district, the school district uses that money to build schools, improve schools, etc. etc. So they have their own sources of funding. Uh, so this idea that we're going to have, uh, you know, uh, development in the community is going to overwhelm schools. No, schools actually benefit from from those development fees because a portion of of, of those fees go to the school district. Uh, Mr. Albert, what is the school? What are the school fees? Yes, I'm glad that there is a school board member here School board member. Who is the school board member? So we have so my name is Scott McCurlin. I am a member of the school board. Uh, I'm here on my own time. I'm not here as part of the school board. Um, but yes, the school does receive some monies from the county, but it's not through the building process whatsoever. The high school gets that money. Uh, all the, the taxes and stuff from new buildings uh, go straight to the high school for, for, the, for their stuff. So the Copper and North Plain are both funded by seat, child butts in the seat. So that's the only way we get it. There's also a development fee for Mark, uh, Mark Twain and Bret Hart and the other. Yeah, so, so they're all paid. So, so for any building permit for commercial or you know, residential, like we'll take a building permit for a single family dwelling. Our office has to identify which district you live in. And then we assign the appropriate fee as, as adopted by their governing board, their district board. And so at any given time, the developer, when they pay for a building permit, let's say for a 2,000 square foot house, there's approximately $6,000 of the total fees for permits that, that goes into a fund 
for development as the community grows in any district. So I've, I've got a list in my office of the different fees, if you have any interest in, in what districts get what fees per square foot, um, contact me after the meeting and I'll give you a flyer with that information. Well, actually, I'll, I'll email it to you because I didn't bring it for you. Thank you. You said from every commercial building, they get a fee. Oh, residential. It's just a different rate. Any building permit that's pulled in this county. Okay, so when they pull the permit for the pot bar, do they pay per acre or do they pay nothing? They pay for the structures they place. They pay for the structures they place on the site. The buildings that they build. The buildings they build. Correct. So if they, they have a permit, if they have a permit pending, and I'll have to check. So they build a shed, they pay. Uh, structure. So an accessory building is usually exempt, but a, a greenhouse, for instance, is a commercial occupancy, and we'd be charging a fee for that. Yeah, additional use permit. Is there a special price that they pay to have their popcorn as a permit? Yes. Well, I, I can. I can. I, after this presentation, I'm happy to answer any questions regarding the cannabis process. Okay. I just remember years ago, a lot of money was put into pot farms, and then somehow the money disappeared. And well, a lot of money was collected from pot farms, and, yeah. and it was given and back. Well, and no, no. I, can, I can explain all that to you. It was, it, it's yeah. not as nefarious as you think. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, one, two, three. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Can you go back to the uh, uh, economic uh, activity there? Yeah. For some reason, I think uh, you might want to uh, include and promote uh, commercial activities, uh, whatever, <coughs> to you know, to and more general. Okay. Uh, all so, right. So how how do you want me to write that? Promote uh, commercial activity resulting you know, in uh, job growth. Right, okay, okay. I think we have some job growth uh, information in here. Uh, okay. Yeah. Are you sure? Okay. Very Director good. Elliott? Yes, ma'am. I'll be right with you. There are two gentlemen behind me who will raise their hands. Next. Okay. Um, really, really quick, Gabriel. Um, on the boundary of the uh, Copperopolis Community Plan, uh, it shows the boundary uh, as it goes on the outside of town square, but it's on the south side of four. So uh, with the boundary, um, the cannabis farm across the way wouldn't be included in the uh, uh, community uh, plan. Where is that? Where is that? Okay, see? About 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Uh, right there. No, a little farther down. To the left. Right there. Right yeah. Right there. Right. So it, it's north of the... Uh, it's not in the plan area. It's not in the plan area. So he wouldn't, we wouldn't gain any funding from him. Or it, yeah, we, 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 can't address, we can't address it within the community area, but there's nothing we can do with that particular farm outside. Right, and, and, and I'm not even sure. So even if, without the Board of Supervisors actually going back 
and, and taking another look at the, at the cannabis ordinance. Uh, the way it stands right now, if you have properties in the plant area that meet the locational requirements, that meet the lot size requirements, that meet the zoning requirements, they can actually have cannabis in the plant area. That is what got approved in 2019. Okay, how about Good. Good. So, my takeaway and what I've learned out of this meeting is that communication is key. It is. A couple of words that Bernadette said struck me, and that's we need the knowledge of what's going on and we need to be educated. And if we didn't get educated about the pot farm, shame on us. We, we need a better open line of communication. Um, as far as the pot farm goes, uh, I'm not against that, but I don't think it's the highest and best use for that corner. I'd like to see a Chevron station as you're busting up the hill. Um, <laughs> and a car wash. That works. Or, you know, whatever, uh, uh, in and out. But the point is, is that, is that that particular choice, in my opinion, and I'm all for legal whatever, but it was, an, it was a poor choice for that corner. And if we can't change it, we didn't know about it. So maybe on your list, we, and maybe the developers can help. We need to communicate, and we don't. I don't have a solution, but there's probably a hundred ways. How about? Uh, I, I know there's a lot of people with these questions, and I think that what we should probably do is, is uh, work with Gabriel to get the, get through this presentation, and maybe spend 15 minutes talking to me about concerns, and I can answer your questions. And if there's any information that you know you feel you need, I can write down your email address, I can get in contact with you, you know, we can reach, I can hopefully we can get a lot of this at least out there in the public and know that there's a process and that we are working on it. Yeah, I agree with you and I think that if we all have open ears and educate ourselves in what's going on, we can make better decisions. Yeah. Very good, thank you. Yeah. Going back to the documents to create job opportunities for recreational opportunities here. Um, Lake Pollock is the lake. It's a reservoir. And most of the property around the reservoir is private. Right. Privately owned. Tridam can, I agree, it should never have been put there. Uh, there will be a death eventually. But the recreational sector to attract tourists to the region, it, it gets... It, it's up. It, it's up. Yeah, right there. Create jobs in the recreational sector to attract tourists to the region and create long-term economic benefits to the area. What recreation are you going to give? Are you talking bike trails? Are you talking off-road vehicle paths? Then you're still working with ranchers that do not want to give up their land. We're, we're, not, we're talking all of the above. See, this is, this is the issue. If we don't have that as a goal, we are never going to achieve it. Okay. Good. If you don't have it as a goal, we're never going to reach it. So we have to have it as a goal, and we're going to work towards it because it is very, very necessary for this community. So if we make that a goal, then we begin to see those opportunities when we see them, and then we can take advantage of them. I think you're going to get pushed back. Can I just ask a quick question? I'm probably sure everybody in this room wants to know more. I believe the county built a park 
next to the hotel on the lake. They've been working on it for two years almost. It's still gated and no, no one can go. That's what she was talking about. That's what she was talking about. So first of all, the county did not build it. It's private, privately owned by Trident. It was a condition of their license to do it. It's a joke. It's ten pounds of shit in a five pound sack. And it is open. It's open. It is open. Oh. And it is but it but it is it for the general public? Yes, or yes. it is it's for the public. I'm just it's, assuming it's, it's, they just opened it the other day. It's uh, uh yeah. It, it's open the other day, uh, six o'clock in the morning. The gate opens eight o'clock at night. But the bathrooms are open. Yeah. The well, the bathrooms aren't open. Yeah, they're not open. They are. They are. They are. They're. They're. They worked on them today. Well, Susan Larson was there today with her crew. And the, the well, the water might have got turned off for a while. That's all I'm saying. Is um, all right. It's it's open, but it's uh, it's not the county's. The okay, county so. did approve it, but it's privately owned by Trinam. And so, if you have any problems, call Susan Larson. Well, I just, have her number. No, just it's so anybody, any tourist can stop there. And yes, anybody yes. can yes. stop there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there is access. There's access to the lease. There is not. I don't want to. But it is privately owned. Privately owned. But not okay. for motorized. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. There's no launch ramp. I don't even think they put their kayak launch ramp. This whole topic goes back to communication. Yeah. Any other questions? Comments? I have a question. If you scroll up a little bit, we're talking about jobs in the hotel area and jobs for you. How about jobs for anybody else? Well, that's what. That's what. Oh, we're hiring at the Lakes Treatment Center. Maybe the job. Who am I? Anything. Yeah, with, with great jobs for everybody, for anybody. Uh, period. But we have to focus on, on the youth because there's not a whole lot for them to do here. Once they leave high school, they are gone. And, and we'd like to keep them around. And the only way we can keep them around is to give them uh, um, opportunities to stay, buy property, and raise their family. So, but that doesn't help the person who just moved here. Well, and it also doesn't help to give them a job if there's nowhere for them to live. That's right. Right. It's all. It's all related. It's all related. So these are these are these are the challenges that the county has, and you, as the county residents, have a lot of say into what the future of this community is going to be. If we sit around and do nothing, ten years from now, we're sitting here talking about the same thing. To me, that is not progress. We want progress. We want change. And so let's focus on those things that I think are important and valuable so that we can try to reach for them. Uh, we have uh, a few other aspects of this document. Uh, aesthetics and community character. We want to encourage orderly development while maintaining a rural mining ranching town atmosphere with an emphasis on community appearance and character. So what we're seeing here is we know who we are. So when we do development, we want to maintain that originality of this community. So even if we're going to high quality, well-designed development, 
that is compatible with surrounding uses and is integrated into the community and the physical environment in which it's located. I mean, that's, that's fine. That, that's a very good goal to have. Uh, so, um, natural resources. We recognize that we want to uh, achieve a harmonious relationship between the development environment and the surrounding by preserving open space in agricultural grain lands and protecting and enhancing the natural resources of the planning area. So, I mean, these are very, very good things for this community. Um, as we move along, and, and if you, you know, want to add on to any one of these things and come up with something really, really original, uh, let's, let's do it. Uh, this is a collaborative effort. Uh, we want to improve traffic circulation and provide safer routes for both vehicular and non-vehicular traffic. Uh, have a balanced circulation system that provides for the safe and efficient movement of people and goods while maintaining the role and historic character of the community. So, we want to do things better, but we don't want to forget who we really are. Um, one of the unique things about, about, about the county in general is that most of our roadways are actually state roadways. Um, there are you know, a handful of roadways in this community that are actually uh, county maintained. We have private roads, or we have state highways. So um, somehow we need to find a good balance whereby uh, we have a road system that has that has a hierarchy. We have resources so that when we have potholes in on our uh, on our roads, we can actually fix them. Uh, right now, things are not really where they should be. So when we focus on our deficiencies, we try to improve and, 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 and do better. Um, historic preservation. Right now, uh, you know, we, we're looking at uh, some sort of, of an ordinance uh, that protects historic properties. Uh, people who do historic preservation right now are doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. Uh, the county cannot purchase property if they felt they have to protect it because we don't have the resources. So what this ordinance would do is identify where those properties are, and then we're going to be eligible to get uh, grants from the state to actually make improvements because keeping a structure historical uh, is a lot of undertaking. Uh, so uh, through the Mills Act and similar uh, uh, legislation, we can actually accomplish that as we go along. Uh, public safety. We want to ensure that uh, we maintain, uh, you know, through fire protection measures, which is one aspect of public safety in this community. You know, we just had a fire, you know, less than a couple of hours, a couple of hours ago, uh, uh, right behind, right behind the the armory. Uh, fire season in this community is not very fun. Uh, most people live through the butte fire. Uh, we still see the, some of the side effects of the butte fire uh, as things, things haven't really gone back to the way they were, uh, depending on which area you do live. Uh, so uh, we want to uh, ensure that people, property, e economy, and natural resources are safe from the risks of natural man-made hazards. Uh, one thing that I did meant that I did take a note of was in some of the one of the comments was that there needs to be a sheriff's station in Copperopolis, and I tend to agree with that. 
because Scopolopolis is because of where it is in relation to some of the other parts of, of, of the uh, of the county, it would be nice to have a sheriff's station. We but have, we do. We have okay. well, we do. Excuse yeah. me. It's a volunteer. Yes, it's a volunteer. Yeah, it's a volunteer. I mean, what well, I'm talking about, yeah, that's a satellite sheriff's station. Somebody mentioned it as a satellite sheriff's station. So I don't know if that is enough to respond to uh, some of your um, emergency needs uh, in this community or not, but that was one of the comments that I received and, and I'm putting it out there. So, so uh, just supposedly at the grocery store or in that shopping center, there is a sheriff's station. I've never seen a sheriff there in my life. But it's an active or not done. It's a um, public uh, community services, uh, public facilities with, with respect to community growth, recreational activities for children and the elderly. Somebody sent me an email that said um, the kids around here don't have anything to do, the elderly don't have anything to do, we don't have a senior center, we don't have a place where people can gather. Etc. Etc. And and those things are true. So here it is. We're seeing it. It's been it's been asked for, and we're looking at it. And all this comes under the umbrella of growth. Uh, once our community begins to grow, these things that most other places take for granted, you know, uh, having uh, a, a community park, uh, having uh, places for children to go having places for the elderly to go, I have a senior center where you can go and do quilting, uh, play the piano, do all kinds of stuff together. We don't, we don't have that in this community, so we have to make it a goal. Uh, housing, uh, you, know, uh, you know, control the use of single family homes for short-term vacation rentals. That was a specific um, uh, uh, request that I did receive. And um, apparently, uh, it is just one of those things in this community that may have, uh, some people may have gotten uh, some uh, experience, a negative experience from uh, vacation rental uh, people uh, who, you know, they come here to party and play and leave, uh, leave all kinds of things for the county to take care of as they, as they head back to their different destinations. So, these are positive things that I want us to focus on so that we can uh, understand what we really want. And when we, next time we send information out, I'm gonna send this document with the edits in it to as many people as we can find that will receive them. Uh, so, um, and then, so now that we have the goals, now we want to talk about some of the policies. How do we achieve those goals? Uh, the first thing is we want to ensure that all new development is consistent with the goals and policies of the general plan and the community plan. So consistency between our community plan and the general plan, uh, they have to work hand in hand. Uh, uh, we want to have a variety of, of housing mix to, to accommodate the needs of future residents in the community. So um, we want to have you know, large homes, medium-sized homes, small homes, ranches, mini ranches, condominiums, townhouses, 
apartment units. Uh, the, the county is finding it very, very difficult to attract people to come here to work because they can't find a place to live. That is a challenge for the county. Uh, protect and retain the historic assets of the community. I think that's a wonderful uh, goal to have. Uh, ensure that new development within the planning area uh, provide a mix of uses, including a wide range of residential, commercial, visitor serving, and job generating uses that facilitate uh, their development as independent and economically viable projects. So again, we're talking about mixed use, uh, trying to maximize uh, um, the potential of a property. Uh, you have, uh, maybe you have a little shop downstairs, a little apartment over the shop, things of that nature. Encourage new development to be designed to be compatible with the natural, scenic, and historic resources of, of, of Town Gross County. This is a very beautiful uh, community. Um, Things might be looking a little dry right now, but when we had all that rain and, it th and things were green, very, very beautiful. You can close your eyes and think you're in, in, in Scotland or someplace like that. Uh, preserve and enhance existing buildings and other structures of historical and architectural importance. Uh, again, you know, places like um, places like the Armory. Uh, we're glad that that structure is preserved. There are other structures uh, that are not, that are vulnerable to development, that are not being protected, even though they have historical significance. Uh, we need to understand that those kinds of, uh, of, of places uh, do exist. Entryways to the community, uh, do some ornamentation. Uh, you are now entering Copperopolis, or you're leaving Copperopolis, have each uh, have each community within the county have a very distinct look of what uh, some of the monumentation should look like. Uh, provide adequate land for schools and parks. Uh, very very important. Uh, we we need parks. Um, I made a presentation to the board of supervisors not too long ago. We were talking about parks, and I said. We have a lot of land, we have a lot of open space, but all those lands and open spaces belong on private property. So how do we now build a central park, or how do we build a park that everybody can go to on a weekend where you have grandkids and kids can play soccer, uh, you can play tennis, so you can play basketball, you can do all kinds of stuff. Uh, but it's going to take planning, it's going to take vision, and, but if we don't put it down on paper, we're never going to get there. We want to preserve the rural character. We're not running away from who we are. I encourage that. Uh, we want to beautify and, and enhance property. Uh, you know, uh, curb appeal is very, very important. Uh, and uh, once we have that sense of pride uh, in our community, we have a sense of pride uh, in our properties. Beautifying them uh, would not be a challenge at all. Uh, uh, maintain commercial districts within the historic Acropolis. Uh, we need those commercial districts. We need the development that go into them. Uh, bring the new businesses uh, into in, into the planning area. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as far as circulation and public facilities. Excuse me. Yes, sir. I have a suggestion for addition to the. Group above what is at one point would be, I guess. Okay, and that is the recognition and the respect of the homeowners 
associations in the area and their appropriate CCNRs. Because I know for a fact that the county does not recognize the uh, or and, and acknowledge the presence of some of the CCNRs in our housing in our homeowners association. And, when, and the problem that that creates is the county approves something that is restrictive in CCNRs, and then and then all hell breaks, and then it gets really ugly. But if the county and the gentleman down here at the end was suggesting a, a coalition of homeowners, well, until the county recognizes all the homeowners associations and and respects their CCNRs, that isn't going to happen. The county can't do they that. They can't enforce anything. The county they cannot can. do that. I know, I'm not asking for the county to enforce. I'm asking the county to acknowledge that they exist. Uh, and I, well, and I know that they can do that. Yeah, we, we I do. know they can say, if you, if your homeowners association hasn't approved your request for a lot line adjustment, then we can't approve it. I know that. Yeah, we, we actually we actually do that, but I'll I'll put it down. Um, okay. You said acknowledge and respect, correct? Yeah. Not hung up on the word. <laughs> I mean, acknowledgement is a step. I mean, you have uh, two D and G But on the other hand, the HOAs may be also be in line with what the county, what the county uh, uh, ordinances are, and then not vice versa. The county shouldn't be subservient to the HOA. Yeah, but they are. No, what are so the HOA is 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 more restrictive typically than the county and. There's there's <coughs> restrictions yes, in Saddle yes. Creek that don't exist in the rest of the county. Well, yes and no. Some sometimes that are, sometimes not. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying all. I'm right. just saying no, no, no. that I, that, I, that, I, that I, exists. I, yeah, no, I'm familiar with something. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about certification. This is one of the issues that uh, that I think is important. Uh, to everyone, uh, we want to improve the traffic circulation in the crime area, uh, provide a safe intermix of vehicle, vehicular and non-vehicular traffic, improve the safety of Ferry Road, and ensure that new development is responsible for all off-site circulation improvements necessary. What comment on your indexing? Uh, You're calling it CCP1, and I just want to CCP1 as well, CCP2. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. We'll, we'll fix it. Yeah. Right. So it'll be a CCP1 yeah. under circulation and then a CCP1 under, um, right. under, under, yeah. under yeah. the point, the point I get you. I get you. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Because if you're on the side, you have to cite the other side. Right. 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 So if we make this a two, then it's very clear. Right. Good. See, we're making progress. <laughs> Good on you. Uh, all right. So, um, improve increased roadway connectivity to reduce trip lengths, enhance emergency response, and encourage opportunities for trips to be made by walking and bicycles. 
That can be achieved, that can be accomplished. Um, uh, I think CCOG has a trails plan and a bicycle plan that we can actually tie into. Um, encourage and support safe, effective, efficient public transportation service that meets the reasonable needs of Calaveras residents. Public transportation is important when you have a, a community that has a lot of elderly people in it that are going to rely on that will rely on public transportation. So I'm going to three. Um, so new residential construction shall consist of a broad range of new housing types to meet the needs of all the residents of Calaveras County. Uh, develop, construct, and maintain safe, decent, and well-built affordable housing units in the community. Ensure that all new and existing housing units are equipped with energy efficient and appropriate weatherization. So these are some of the things that the state is going to want us to do as we move forward uh, you know, with, uh, with, with our housing stuff. So I'm going to move this over forward. And then conservation and open space Water supply is very important for existing businesses and residents. Natural resources, landscaping, landmarks, uh, a high quality system of recreational facilities. Uh, we need a parks master plan for the county. We're going to identify certain areas where you're going to have community parks, uh, neighborhood parks, and so on and so forth. Um, preserve prehistoric, archaeological, cultural, historical, and paleontological resources. So, you know, places where, um, you know, the Native Americans uh, were part of, of, of this area, that the Miwoks were part of this area. Um, we need to preserve uh, that, that culture, their cultural heritage uh, as we move along with new development. Uh, we need to protect scenic resources. We have scenic resources. Uh, in our county uh, uh, on portions of the state highway. Um, not, not, not enough, uh, so to speak, but I, I, think, I think we all understand where the shortcomings are. Um, that we're seeing things that we didn't see four years ago when, when a lot of things were happening. Uh, we still went to uh, uh, mining sites. Uh, we want to preserve agricultural uses. Uh, oak woodlands. We've been working on an oak woodlands ordinance now for for about you know, eight months. Um, one one of these days we're going to have something ready for for the community. Um, public safety. Uh, this will be a five. Uh, people and property uh, from natural resources, uh, risk of natural and uh, man-made hazards. Uh, protect the community from horizontal risks of death, uh, injuries, property damage, economic and social dislocation. Protect the community from uh, injuries, uh, economic loss, uh, hazardous materials and wastes. Uh, and uh, so this is where uh, the, some of the uh, headings that we've discussed so far, this is where we have stopped at this particular point. So what is going to happen next time is that we will incorporate some of the notes that we've taken this evening. Uh, we will send that out to people. They will actually get to see what this document looks like 
we will um, ask for additional comments. Once we receive those comments, then we will incorporate them into this document and then we'll bring it back again and we'll have another uh, community meeting. Will you accept a comment? Will you accept a comment? Absolutely. Um, at the top, it should be recognition of the human rights to life, liberty, and property. Under which heading? At the very end of the talk, we talk about the purpose of this. Yes. The purpose of this document is not to take control of private property. It's okay. to enhance. Okay. We'll find, okay, so under location, provision, physical description, history, um, Lake Tower Community Vision. That's it. Okay. And how did you describe that again? Uh, the Constitution spells uh, that out as life, liberty, and property. And that's a uh, pretty Okay. Very good. Thank you. Um, it is now eight o'clock. So uh, unless we have uh, some additional comments, uh, those who have questions regarding cannabis, uh, Mr. Oliver would uh, will now take his beating. Correct. <laughs> so, we'll transition to that cannabis question. You have to roll your own gun? No. <laughs> no. I think they provide a ball, I'm not sure. No. <laughs> All right. So, so, um, so let me just give you some background. Some of you guys know me, some of you don't. I, my name is Doug Oliver, I'm Chief Building Official. Uh, I've been a Chief Building Official for four years. And about a year and a half ago, I was uh, put in charge of cannabis control on an interim basis, given the direction to uh, not just babysit the department, but to look at the functionality of the program, talk to the public, talk to the staff, talk to the cannabis growers, find out what's working, what's not working uh, on all sides, and make some recommendations in order to improve the program and improve is for the betterment of all parties involved um, currently we have 85 cannabis permits that are active throughout the county uh, we have 84 i believe that are a conditional approval which may not be picked up uh, that the conditional approval process is merely just identifying that they have a right to apply for a permit they haven't gone through the entire process. Um, just for information on the site in question, there is a grading permit, and that's it. They have a conditional approval on four, or sorry, three applications. So they we've vetted the fact that they have a right to obtain three permits for up to one acre each. They have not submitted the rest of the documentation in order to complete the process. There are multiple steps that they have to go through during that process for us to award them those permits. Now, I know there's some confusion because when you think permit, there's several different levels of permit and they're enforced in different ways. 
the permit typically issued by planning is the type of permit that you the entire neighborhood within so many feet gets a letter saying hey this is what's happening in your community so you can comment it's called a discretionary permit the reason why it's discretionary is because you can make up mitigation measures it's meant to be put out to the public they figure out what the environmental impacts the the, the community impacts and they and they recommend uh, restrictions to mitigate those issues so if it's a noise issue you know they're they're gonna recommend uh, you know time periods where you have quiet this sort of thing this permit type is more like a building permit cannabis permit is more like a building permit or a grading permit in the sense that the county instead of making the cannabis permit discretionary and run through planning they've made it to where there's been one county environmental impact report countywide addressing all the environmental issues and there is basic mitigation measures that are in place that they have to follow. There's no additional rules I can make for them. If they follow the rules, they get the permit. But on the other side, if they break the rules, I take the permit. Okay, so, so go ahead, sir. How many different areas within the county are so diverse, all, all the same type of restrictions? By breaking it down into where reasonably can it be grown by zoning and by size of parcel, and then limiting where on the property you can place it and how much you can grow to, to try and mitigate things like the smell. There's a lot of people that don't like the smell. Outdoor grows, however, you can't avoid it. At certain times of the year, certain times of the day, there will be an odor. Okay, so there are setback requirements. There's also measures in place to restrict the location from sensitive uses like schools. Okay, so these are baked in. So it's, it's essentially a series of checklists that they have to go through in order to qualify. Now, that means you don't get notified because either they have a right or they don't. It's like a grading permit. If I want to carve a driveway onto my 10 acres, I don't have to tell my neighbor I'm doing it. As long as I get the grading permit and I follow the rules so I don't you know, put a bunch of mud in the creek, then I can get my permit, I can do the work. So that's how a cannabis permit functions. Now there, but there's, there's mechanisms here. Every permit is capped at an acre. Once they're locked in, that's what they're taxed for. That amount they say they're growing. Even if they don't grow enough, if they say I got an acre that I am getting approved to grow, that's what we tax them on even if it comes in at a quarter of an acre because they had a, a pest or something that, that took it out. There's other things that everyone needs to know that there's a misunderstanding about. There's no pesticides allowed on these sites because it would be an off-brand, no pesticide has been tested in the United States for cannabis. They've all been approved for other types of, uh, of plant, but not cannabis, so it's an off-brand use, and it's not legal in California to do that. So when you see them spray, they're either spraying citric acid, vitamin C, or they're spraying soybean oil. That's pretty much it. Any of their fertilizers have to be organic, so there's no pesticides. There's nothing. Now, our job is to randomly, annually inspect them to make sure there's nothing on their site. Okay, so in- Are they announced? What's that? Are they 
Yeah. It's random. Sometimes it's announced, sometimes it's not. And on some cases, we've been out multiple times in a year as a surprise because we've gotten preponderant complaints. So, but that particular site, we don't have any activity on yet except the grading. We do. We know that there are three separate permits that are in play right now, but they have to establish they have a suitable water source. They have to establish that they have adequate security. They and have to establish the water because a lot of people think that water trucks can go down the road and they cannot. They cannot. You have to come. You have to water marijuana in your cannabis farm from the ground, Mother Earth. You see water trucks? I've stopped two grows in Bar 20 because of water trucks. You can do whatever the heck you want. If it's legal, I won't be in your business. But when it's not that way, I stop him. He's no longer grown. And, and and there's been multiple people that have called us and say, "Hey, there's water trucks now." Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, there are requirements for testing those wells annually, and that there's a five-year uh, length of time they have to test, and then there, it skips a year and goes back on seven to make sure those wells are going to be maintained. And, and because if they run out of water, they're done. And now it, that doesn't prevent them from entering into an agreement to get uh, to get a water service provided, but they cannot truck water in. Okay, so so there's there's an item there. Now, gonna admit, I I'll just say this. Personally, I don't like the smell, and for 12 years my job was destroying it when it was illegal. Okay, I'm indifferent. I, the rules are the rules. So if there's a rule in place, I'm going to act for the betterment of the person trying to get the permit. Okay, unless something crosses the line, and I have to go back on a violation or something that is clearly an error, we need to rectify. Okay, so that being said, permits are legal in specific zoning types. Is there any? Is there any kind of a restriction on this well, If I want to live next to so, ranch. Yeah. Well, or a horse ranch, or a cattle ranch, or anything else that generates well, smell. Me. The well, difference is smell a lot better than opinions vary. My family raised their ranchers, so I don't envy that. I don't like the smell anymore. That, but I'll get your Yeah, get stuck. No, I, I get it. Now the difference is ranchers don't have a setback from their cows to the property line. That was the mitigation measure. Was you have 75 feet or in co-locations 100 feet from the property line you also have from scenic highways unfortunately this area is not a scenic highway but a scenic highway you've got a thousand feet you can't uh, you, you can't be in a view of that um, the national scenic highway they actually put yeah we can, we can look it up and know where the scenic highway starts and stop this particular highway starts at arnold and ends at Mid, not yet, um, yeah. so that being said what they're pursuing currently they're not in violation of any ordinances okay but they still have a long way to go now i think we can all agree that's probably a bad place to put that some of us would say that is probably the dumbest place you possibly put that because of crime Okay. Most cannabis farmers, if not all of them, are very conscious of security where they locate their grow. So if there's a grow close to a main road, they're going to put it where you will see it that well. 
or they're going to make it look like a very strong security presence is there so that they don't get robbed. Putting that there, if I was the bad guy and I, I knew how to steal a U-Haul, I, I know where I'm going in a couple of months. You know? But the bus stop is right there too. What's that? There's a bus stop right there. Right. Well, that's the thing. Bus stops aren't on the sensitive item list. Uh, but but uh, currently, they're in compliance, but it has highlighted some areas. And like I said, part of my mission for the board was to identify what's working and what's not. Next month, depends on when the sheriff's giving his presentation, but no later than the end of July, I'll be bringing a presentation to the board as a study session to recommend some changes to the ordinance. So we got the majority of people in Copper Apples <coughs> sign a petition that says, like, we don't want it there, they can forbid it. No. It happened to it. No. no. It's they a right But I think it could be a good idea to I'm going to make some recommendations, but I, I am going to make sure that I, I shop it around. Okay. Yeah. And, and some of these recommendations are going to be related to security. On the other hand, there's some punitive things that have done nothing but generate a lot of work for the county for no reason that we're probably going to eliminate as far as process to make it faster. But the restrictions will still be in place as far as how you conduct your business safely. And we'll be working with the cannabis industry as well as the sheriff's office on what is reasonable to enhance security and prevent the attractive nuisance angle that that might represent right now. Okay, so, go ahead, sir. Two questions. One, if I have a body shop, I have to account for every ounce of paint that comes in and out of my shop. Correct. Okay. Do they have to account for every ounce of uh, fertilizer they use? Or no? Because no. some of these guys over fertilize like crazy. We get to grow and it's right in the soil and right in our water. Well, the, there's, 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 they, they can't use a lot of the, the fertilizer you normally use in your yard, and they don't want to because if they, they okay, so, so to answer your question, what are they tracking? They're tracking every plant, and they're testing every plant. They're tracking the volumes that they're storing on site because if, for instance, if they have tractors and they're storing diesel and they store too much diesel, we're asking them for spill containment. We're asking them for for uh, you know, fire so safety. They have to have a hazmat permit. Yes. Period. Yeah. If if they exceed their normal value, you know, the, the the minimum storage amounts, then yes, they go to the environment. Anything over fifty-five gallons, they have to exactly. have a exactly exactly five gallons you know, doesn't count when you're storing. Yes, but anything. Over 50 gallons. So they get Koopa permits for, for anything where they have that hazmat permits for everything and storage for all. Yes. Correct. Yes. Now, okay. and, and so and they don't want to use any material that is going to cause their product to be tested and fail. If, they're, they're, if their product is tested for anything, pops off pesticides or any, any illegal ingredients, they can't sell it. It's done. And whatever they've harvested, you're assuming it's going through the California state system and not being just shoved off somewhere else on their what they're cool. growing it can go anywhere where does it go if it tests fast it gets destroyed by who it, by it is it is well okay there might be 
a member that can in the, in the industry that can explain it better for me. But let me just give you an example of what happens. There was a cannabis site that we had. They've got an infestation of mites, and their plants were not sellable. The state directed them to leave them there until the state could come out and inspect it so that they could decide whether it needed to be destroyed or not. They had to let those plants die, dry up, and stay there on site for three months until Metric got out there and said, okay, you're right, they were bad. Cut them down and destroy them. Then they gave them permission and they made sure that that destruction and... and so they just cut them down and burn them? Cut, no, they don't burn them. Yeah, burn them. No? No, they take a landfill and they bury it <laughs> under supervision. Oh. So that they don't they don't let now. I'm not going to say that the system's perfect, but they have a whole system of people at the state that once they put a little that little band around that plant, the intent is that band stays with that plant all the way to the retailer. Okay. So now and they have to account for every band, correct? Yes. And if okay. they don't, the state comes out. And why are they allowing this within a mile, mile and a half? elementary school the elementary school distance is a thousand feet well I think that what it's going to take is me bringing all the items that you, I, I'm listening to you and I'm taking these notes right I'm going to bring these items to the board and say okay here are some items that the community has expressed that the cannabis industry has expressed the sheriff has expressed which ones do you want me to seek inclusion into the ordinance and then they tell me what they want, and then I go through that process with planning director. It is in, it is in Title 17. I work with him to make the changes. It goes to the planning commissioner first. There's plenty of input from the neighborhoods on what needs to happen. There, there is a process to get all input into this. Okay, now, let me make some, let me make some honest observations for you guys. Legal grows are not the problem. I've been out to all of them. I've met every one of them. I've done, I've done some of the, the, the pop inspections to catch them. You know, somebody complains, that, oh, they're spraying X, Y, I, I drive out there. Okay, Michael, my supervising inspector, has done most of it, but I, I, I helped him build that whole scenario. Okay. The legal growers don't want pesticides. They don't want employees on their site that's going to steal or cause problems in the neighborhood. Okay, they they don't need it. It's not financially viable to do that. Okay, now imagine any other business out there that's trying to turn a profit. If you have a business, you want employees who are going to be economical, not going to cause you trouble, not going to waste materials. They want to cooperate as members of the community, as business owners, and they are doing their best to live up to that. Now, I'm not saying they're all perfect. There's a few boneheads out there, and we watch them. And we have meetings with them and say, hey, you're coasting on the wrong side of that. You got 15 days or I may have to revoke your permit. We do that. But on the other hand, the good actors, we do everything we can to help them because they are, they're part of the community now. Yeah, the permits, the permits are, are, are a reality. I We're, heard that the one down here that they're doing in copper mm -hmm. is actually an LA-based company. Correct. So they're not part of the community. 
Well, but when they're here, they have to behave like it. Yeah. They're from out, the people over here in the scroll are from out there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's public. A, it's, it's, a, it's a public document, document. so I, I can say that, yeah. Was, but what I'm saying is if they're here, they have to follow the rules. If they're smart, like the people in the community, they're reaching out to the neighbors, they're helping the neighbors. What can I do to, to reduce the, you know, by and large, the cannabis growers in their communities are trying to live in stasis with the rest of the community. That being said, who doesn't have, who, who has a business that doesn't have an employee that occasionally goes sideways and you have to do something about it? Okay, they're just like everybody else is running a business. And, and we're trying to do our best to facilitate it, but where we see a hazard and they see a problem, it's time to have a conversation, right? So all I can say is that we've been as strict as we can with the people who are the bad actors and we've done our best to, to treat the good actors just like anyone else coming in for a permit and doing their best on their property. And we're gonna to continue to do that. You guys will have an opportunity to comment if the, if the board directs me to make changes. The planning commission is gonna hear this and you'll have an opportunity to comment. Man. If there is a need, I'll shop to HOAs. Now, if there's a need, I'll shop to any organization that has a question. I'm willing to sit down and hear comments. I'm willing to share the information that I've got. Uh, I want to make sure that everyone is as comfortable, comfortable as, as, as possible. I'll say this once again. The legal grows aren't the problem. It's those illegal grows. And the people that know how to enter and cause mischief into the system that we've got built. I got a question. Go ahead. I'm worried about the law. I'm worried about them draining the water. Anybody protecting that pond or that lake, whatever that is out there, is anybody going to monitor or do they know how much water they're going to be taking from underground? Water's a hot commodity out here. There's people in Diamond 20 that don't even have water. Now these people are going to be taking water out of the system. Maybe Mike Nickler. What do we have to prevent that from happening? I don't want to buy a house out there and not have water because these people took it all. <clears throat> let me tell you, let me tell you this. I live in Diamond 20 and I am pissed that that is there and that I have to drive by it every day. So my emotions are getting a little bit ahead of myself. I'll tell you this, I'm also a wildlife biologist. <clears throat> I will offer my services anybody that needs that work done because i hate that <laughs> i am pissed and two years ago i kind of raised the alarm to people that that was going up because i asked what was going on there and nobody did it so now i have to drive by that every day i don't want my water sucked up from that right right and who's well, protecting I mean, that pond out there so so you so so valid concerns and and the EIR did address that, um, and the program did address that to a point because there's only so much that we know about the water under the ground around here. This county, and I'm guessing that that he can back me up on this, has a diverse geology, and so you have water pooling in places that, that you know you can you can drill a well and get you know, 
40 gallons per minute, take five steps this way, drill another one and get nothing. We have fractured rock, we have sandy loam, we have all kinds of different features and, and it changes throughout this county. So it's really hard to say where are you getting your water from and how much do you have? I've seen people drill a well you know, right on top of a, a, a hillside that they took the top off of and they got water. I, I, and I've seen wells run dry and drive a quarter of a mile and I've got water coming out of the same mountain, just coming out of the side of the mountain that they drilled their well on. So it, it, it's, it's difficult to track. What I can say is this, they have to calculate and be able to produce enough water from their wells or have a service contract for water enough to provide for the plants they are growing. If their well tests fail, and they can't drill another one that gives them what they need, they're done. How does that impact the neighbors? I honestly can't tell you. It was, it was addressed when, when it was adopted, but, it, but I'll liken it to the, to the ranchers around here. The ranchers and the farmers around here are very conscious of water, and they're putting wells where they can. At the same time, they don't like to talk about if a well goes dry, because if it gets out that wells are going dry, it causes bigger issues to that industry. I would say that everybody who's growing anything right now should be very worried about water, not just the cannabis growers. But we're doing our best to monitor the well status for that industry. I don't know if environmental health is using the same scrutiny on the other industries that are drawing water. I can tell you that, yeah, they do use a lot of water. Uh, there are a lot of other agricultural commodities. I'm not saying they're agriculture. I'm just saying that there are a lot of other commodities that draw a lot of water in this, in this area too. Um, this is a bigger issue than just cannabis that we really need to address. Uh, as it relates to the pond, they're far enough away from the pond to have not triggered anything from uh, Army Corps. And as far as I'm aware, they do have to go through fish and wildlife. That's a step that they haven't completed yet in their permit process. Uh, the wells, I'm hoping, won't impact that, that, uh, that pond. But that is, as far as I can tell, that's a man-made pond. But now that it's got, you know, now that it's got plants growing in it, it's not something that you can go remove. It's now a, a, a habitat, so it does change things. Uh, but yeah, things that we are monitoring, they don't, their work is nowhere near that, that feature. So can we see the planning that has been done so far? Can we, as a public entity, look at what the process of them are? And we the look current, at their the, 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 Okay, so the grading permit, any grading permit is public record. They've applied for permit for grading and they were given it, the application, the, all of the documents that were approved are public record and you can see them and the Public Works Department has, has those available. You can make a public records request, they will provide that information for you. In addition, anything as part of a, a, a cannabis permit application, when they apply, is public record. You may do a Public Records Act request for any of our documents related to cannabis. None of it is confidential as far as I'm aware. There might be one or two documents, but it's not as it relates to the site plan, the, the production, the, the permit type. That's all public record. 
Okay. I know it's not the best information, guys. I know it's it's frustrating, and in I mean, on a personal note, I've lived here ten years. I never thought I'd see that over there. Uh, but know that that we're watching them very closely as we do all of our permittees, and if there is an issue, we intend to bring it forward to the board. How would you make about this? It's roughly eighty-five thousand dollars an acre if it's outdoor growth. There's three separate permit applications. I need to see you. How about you? Uh, I wish not everybody had walked out, but there was another town hall before everyone walked out. Another town hall fit on IWM. So if you're interested in all those letters that you got to your house, there will be a town hall at the firehouse at 530. And um, IWM just put it out this afternoon, so you'll start seeing that circulating tomorrow. And follow-up in District 4 will be the following Tuesday in the City of Angles at the city fire department at the same time at 5 And then there are other, there will be another list of town halls throughout all the districts that talking about the same thing. So if you're not able to make any of the town halls here in District 4, you can go to another district town hall, whether it be in Arnold or Macaulay Hill, and it'll be the same information. So um, going back to earlier tonight, that is why it's so difficult to schedule because there are a lot of town halls happening over the next two months, not just with planning department, with, but with a lot of other departments that are happening. So all of us supervisors are competing for staff right now, and we've got to make it work because we're, we're taking them all over the county over the next <laughs> So, uh, but there will be a proper town hall on the on IWM. So, I didn't want to walk and then say anything. No, 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 no. Uh, but thank you all for tonight and being here. I appreciate it, and I appreciate the questions, and well, I think this has been good feedback for Doug.